to another episode of the Tech.eu podcast with myself, Neil Murray, and Roxanne Basler. Hi, Roxanne. Hi, Neil. This week, we'll be going over Cisco's acquisition of London collaboration software startup Akano for $700 million in cash. We'll take a look at Russian HelloFresh competitor Chef Market, who raised $5 million. And we'll look at the situation over at Finnish mobile startup Jola, who revealed financial issues and announced temporary layoffs. And finally, we'll wrap up this week's episode with the new Ballerton Capital partner, Lars Fjedso Nielsen, who just joined as their sixth partner. So jumping right into Cisco, they announced the acquisition of this London-based collaboration infrastructure and conferencing software firm, Akano, for $700 million. That was this last week. The acquisition obviously aims to strengthen Cisco's collaboration strategy to deliver video anywhere. Akano was founded in 2012 and today has over 170 employees that will be joining Cisco in 2016 when the deal closes in Q3. And Cisco actually, I feel like they're kind of vamping up their acquisition strategy in Europe and also just overall their, their engagement in the European ecosystem. They acquired another London-based startup not too long ago called Porculus, which specializes in security. Yeah, you're definitely right about Cisco ramping up in Europe. I remember on Exit report that we did for 2014, Cisco were one of the most active buyers of tech companies in Europe last year. So again, they're kind of coming back to the region to buy. What's particularly interesting about this one, and firstly, I should mention this, else I'll never be allowed to go back to the Nordics again. This is very much, even though it's a London-based company, it's very much a kind of Norwegian company originally, the, the founders of Norwegian they did a company together before, which coincidentally, or maybe not coincidentally, was bought by Cisco. So it's quite funny in a way. This is the second company that they've sold to Cisco. Originally, they sold a company called Tanberg. What's particularly interesting about this, so the guy who was in charge of Tanberg, he's now chairman of Vacano, but also the guy who did the deal on Cisco's side, or at least was very instrumental in the deal, he was the former CTO of Tanberg. So he actually kind of bought Akano on behalf of Cisco, and he was previously involved at Tanberg with this company. So I said maybe coincidentally, certainly not coincidentally, clearly some kind of strong ties between Cisco and these guys before. So Cisco are kind of buying what they know. It's a video conference tool. It's kind of quite similar to stuff that they already have, but clearly they feel that this product may have an edge. Perhaps it's a team that they're particularly keen on. But yeah, a little interesting backstory there is that they've kind of all been involved together before. But of course, 700 million is a huge exit, actually. Yeah, that's definitely very, very promising to see. And I think it's great to see companies other than kind of the traditional Microsoft, Google guys making acquisitions like this in Europe. So that's really, really great to see. Now we'll move away from Cisco and turn our attention to Russian HelloFresh competitor Chef Market. Actually, a company I had never heard of, but very impressive. They just announced a $5 million round of funding, valuing the company at $25 million. The round was raised from Moscow-based AdVenture. Not particularly familiar with the Russian market, so also wasn't really familiar with them, but looks like they've done some interesting investments. Companies like Delivery Club, Medbooking, Pixonic, EasyFinance.ru, and more. 
the company Chef Market currently covers most of the main Russian cities, so they provide ready-to-cook meals and ready-to-blend smoothies with over 60,000 deliveries being made currently per month. So that's just in the Russian market. I think that's extremely impressive. They're also planning to expand their, I guess, their product offering into fruits, snacks, and wines as well. And the company, I think this is I don't know if, if this is ambitious or if this is slow, actually, I can't tell, but they have said that they believe they can reach unicorn status, so one billion valuation in five to seven years. Yeah, I think it's pretty realistic. I mean, it's much more realistic than most companies are talking about these days when they say they've raised five million in total and they're saying they're going to be the next unicorn. So at least it demonstrates some kind of understanding of the market and perhaps what it takes. I believe the average in Europe is around six or seven years to becoming a billion dollar company. So it's pretty much a standard timeline. So yeah, I feel that it's fairly realistic, but of course it's ambitious for any company to to kind of set out that they will become a billion dollar company. I think five years would be quick, seven would be pretty standard. So yeah, that's kind of where it stands. What's interesting about this, though, is I think that, well, actually, you told me before we went on air that Adventure had previously invested in a company which was a food startup, which was also rocket-backed and and got acquired, or a competitor which got acquired. And I think there's kind of a fine line between opportunity and overkill in this market. I think I've mentioned it on the podcast before that these kind of on-demand food startups or, or the cleaning space, a lot of the areas that Rocket themselves operate in, I really feel that it's oversaturated and, and kind of the key to winning this market is Rocket have got the right idea, pumping a lot of money and snapping up the little competitors. So for me, if I was an investor, I could see the opportunity in, in investing kind of $5 million in a in chef market in Russia, kind of doing well, pretty much in the hope that HelloFresh will will acquire them at some point or a bigger competitor in this space will come along and acquire them. So while often I think that the opportunity is saturated and, you know, why would you do something in this area? Why would you back an opportunity in this area? Actually, there's a very fine balance and you can easily flip it on its head and say, well, there's a great opportunity. There's bigger competitors, HelloFresh, Rocket Internet, they love snapping up competitors in the space. So actually, it's, it's kind of a very attractive opportunity, especially in a market as big as Russia. So actually, I think Chef Market are either kind of, will either continue to see them on a nice, strong journey, or we'll probably see them get snapped up by HelloFresh. Yeah, and I think coming back to the, the unicorn status, I mean, Rocket Internet's HelloFresh already surpassed this. So their most recent valuation was $2.9 billion dollars even though the company has had to put their IPO plans on standby. So I think you're right. I think there is a fine line between overkill and opportunity. I think it's really interesting to kind of see, it's like a rocket internet, like wanting to have its hands in all the pies kind of in this space. So very interesting kind of way they're going after the market. At the same time, I think the example of HelloFresh having hit great valuation, but also not being able to go fully forward with the IPO may be a first warning sign. Yeah, definitely. And now we're going to talk about a, a company which also has kind of had to put the brakes on, so to speak, and that is Finnish mobile devices and software developer Jolla. People in Finland and people in Europe have talked about Jolla as kind of being the kind of successor to Nokia. Could that be the the eventual successor to Nokia, be the big next Finnish company? But it doesn't look so promising at the moment, and they've just recently announced a funding delay and which has essentially resulted in the reports, if they're to be believed, for them to lay off half of their staff. So they have about 100 employees, 
And about half of them are going to be temporarily let go, I believe, with the intention of kind of hiring them again, or at least replacing those people when they do get the funding round, if they do. But yeah, I mean, it's not looking good. They've also filed for a debt restructuring program in order to stay afloat. They've raised about $50 million in total. It's been a bit of a hard year for them anyway, or at least a, a year which had lots of upheaval for them. They previously split the company in two, putting software on one side, the licensing business on the other side. I really feel like this year has been one where they had to kind of move forward and they're kind of trying to figure out the right way to go. And perhaps these kind of decisions have also kind of meant that the funding was put on hold because it felt like they were still trying to search their way through the next couple of years. But Jolla kind of says that its selfish operating system is pretty successful. It's reached commercial maturity, as they say, and it's kind of ready to be licensed to commercial partners. So on that side of things, it looks like it's pretty positive. But of course, the cost to get it to that stage has been a lot in terms of time and money. But I think my gut feeling will be the kind of the software side of the business will be one where it probably can still succeed. It's, it's kind of a very promising area for them. Maybe they're going to let the hardware side go a little bit, but they had the most successful crowdfunding tablet earlier this year. You know, they've been in and out of the news nonstop. So this is kind of the latest thing. It would be a real shame to see them kind of hit this big trouble. At least at least it would be good to see them come out of it because they are a company which does have strong potential, but perhaps they've kind of run before they could walk in this situation. So I hope to see them come back from this. But of course, for now, it doesn't look too good. But we'll keep an eye on this and kind of update as it goes on. Yes. And I think it's interesting to see how we have a lot of companies now, especially and now that we're talking about unicorns so frequently, companies that get very, very ambitious in terms of their growth strategy. And then I think they end up at some point going almost too fast for what they can actually, you know, they, they bite off more than they can chew. So I think we may end up seeing more companies having situations like this. And I think actually, it's important to know when you do need to lay off and restructure. So I think hopefully Jala will be able to go through that well. Now we'll turn our attention to last topic of the podcast, which is Balderton's newest partner. So this is London-based VC firm Balderton Capital recently announcing the sixth partner in their firm. Pop quiz, if any of our listeners can name all six partners, go for it in the comments without looking at any resources. I did did the test. It's actually pretty hard. But the newest partner is former Uber Uber VP. So he actually left Uber to come and join the firm. Um, And his name is Lars Fjedso-Nielsen. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Lars is extremely passionate about mobile. So was previously based in Silicon Valley, heading up mobile for Uber, but he's worked at a number of other really impressive startups, including WhatsApp, and was an early employee at Dropbox as well. Uh, I think there's a number of other high-level startups he's worked for, most of them acquired by AOL, Nuance, what have you. Uh, You guys should definitely take the time to look through his full background. And he was based in the Valley for the last 15 years. Originally Danish, he actually just came back to Europe to join the five other partners at the fund. And I had a chance to meet him briefly this week at a Balderton event in Paris. I think he's definitely very impressive in terms of his background, but it's also very promising to see some high profile and well-experienced people like Lars actually leaving the Valley to come back and work in Europe's ecosystem. So hopefully startups will have the opportunity to meet and work with him. I'm, I'm sure that there won't be any shortage of companies wanting to work with Lars, and he definitely seems like he's particularly well-placed to work with mobile companies in Europe. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it says a lot about where Europe is right now, that someone will leave the world's most valuable privately held VC-backed company to come and work in the European ecosystem. So to come from the Valley, to come from Uber, to come back here and kind of invest in the companies that we're producing, I think it really says a lot about where the market is right now, where the ecosystem is right now. We're We're at a kind of crucial stage in Europe, I think. Kind of, it's so much potential still to come, but we've also seen results in the last couple of years. So it's a really exciting time right now. And uh, I'm guessing Lars can see that as well. So yeah, great to have someone um, of his caliber back in Europe. But that's it for this week. Uh, You can, of course, find us on iTunes and SoundCloud. You can reach us on Twitter at Neil S.W. Murray and at Roxanne Vaza at tech underscore EU. The website is obviously tech.eu. And please do leave us comments. When we post a podcast, we listen to all of your feedback and we'd love to hear from you. But that's it from this week. We'll be back next week. Thanks, Roxanne. Thanks, Neil.